0: welcome to elevate podcast the fastest way to elevate your life brought to you by elevatebooks.com hello and welcome to another one of our elevate podcast my name is benjamin j harvey the difference maker mentor and once again we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the elevate series Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today, we're speaking with Peter Bliss. Now, for those of you who have not met Peter Bliss before, he is a mindfulness and human behavior coach an international keynote speaker, and a licensed Martini facilitator. Now, Peter has gone out of his way to combine ancient philosophies and science-based research, such as neuroplasticity, which is really the brain's ability to heal itself after injury, as well as epigenetic science-based research and his own corporate experience. And he's blended it all together so that he can help individuals and businesses gain focus, clarity, and direction. Now, his background is actually in mathematics, science, psychology, and marketing, and he's also a certified meditation, tai chi, and qigong teacher. Prior to actually founding his company, Business is Bliss, he worked in senior management and marketing roles with a large blue-chip multinational companies for over 20 years. Uh, Peter is the father of five and is currently doing a master's in human behavior. So please welcome to the show, Peter. Hello.
1: Hi, Ben. How are you doing? I'm, I've never been better. Never been better.
0: <laughs> Man, I've actually been looking forward to this interview. I haven't actually had the chance of having a, a deep chat for a while with you, and I know you've been on quite the journey. Uh, so our listeners are in for a real treat, that is for sure. We may as well kind of kick off and, and give them a bit of your background. Why mindfulness? Why are you so passionate about it? And let's face it,
1: why are you just an undisputed expert in this field? What led you to it? I needed it then, basically, that's what led me to it, and uh, because I, I didn't really know anything about it, being a typical Aussie bloke, and uh, working in large <laughs> multinational companies and, and having a family, and well, just being a typical knockabout Aussie bloke, and I, I, I didn't really get um, uh, any of this stuff, and I didn't really know how to get out of my head, do you know what I mean, out of my, out of my thoughts, and I didn't know you yeah. could get out of my thoughts, so I needed it because I was stressed to the max. I think I had actually had a couple of breakdowns without even knowing it. Um, and I, I noticed it particularly when I was running a company and I noticed my staff were just totally stressed and I was with them, stressed to the max. And I, you know, I started doing some stuff for myself initially not to teach it just just to get through each day and uh, this is last century I started doing it myself and and then I started teaching the staff and then I realized that gee this is really useful to not just my day but to all my staff's day and I started doing some of it at, at, at the retreats that I used to run for my company and uh, and then I thought gee I can run a business full-time doing this so that you know that's what I started doing sort of 14 or 15 years ago now
0: so, so when people hear the phrase mindfulness,
1: yeah. I mean, everyone comes up with different definitions
0: of it. How, yeah. What do you describe to the average person who's walking along and says, hey, Peter, you know, what is
1: mindfulness? What, what do you tell them it is? Look, I give them a couple of things. The basics, it's a science of paying attention. That, that's one thing I tell them. Oh, yeah, nice. And, and I also tell them that, look, it's really not about getting someplace else. It's rather about being fully where you already are. Right now, and realizing the power of your full presence and awareness right now in this moment. So yes. that 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 would be basically what I would say to someone. But I use a definition by a guy called John Kabat-Zinn in my workshops, which is this: it's it's about it's paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, without judgment. And uh, so it's it, it's what you it's what you get if you have a practice of Either a meditation or a Tai Chi or a Qigong or a, a yoga, if you, if you practice, or a breathing practice, if you practice one of those disciplines regularly, it will lead to more m- mindfulness, which is, you know, as I said, just, just paying attention, being able to focus and paying attention and just be where you already are, not being in your head worrying about whatever else is about to happen or what happened just then or yesterday or, you know, so. It, it's it's that. It's a science of paying attention. And it's, there's a lot of science behind it. So, that, look, that's why I love it.
0: So, when it comes to paying attention, why do people benefit so much? Like, I'm sitting here, I'm having a stressful day, all of a sudden I start to pay attention, I become
1: mindful, I start yeah. to feel better. Like, why does all that happen? Well, look, it's to do with the brain. The science is is, uh, is proven that, that, that when you're focused and paying attention, you're, you're, you're actually activating that, that part of your brain just be beneath the forehead, which is the telencephalon or the prefrontal cortex. So that's the most evolved part of the brain. And when that's activated, you're, you're actually overriding the stress response, which is the, you know, the part of the limbic brain. Uh, a lot of people would have heard of the amygdala, which is a little almond-shaped part of the, of the limbic brain. And that's where your fight, flight and freeze response is. And that, that they're your emotions. And, and they're also linked to your sort of animal mind, your, your reptilian brain. And in a lot of people, that amygdala is very large. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you've got long-term stress, or you know, even labelled, you know, chronically stressed or post-traumatic stress, you'll have a large amygdala. And that's the part uh-huh. of the brain that, that, uh, that, 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 that sort of controls your emotions. And if your prefrontal cortex behind you, your forehead there is not activated, then um, then your amygdala will just sort of run rampant and you'll be in your emotions and in your thoughts and you'll be up and down. And, and uh, But if you, if you the, the science proves that if your telencephalon, it's called the end of the brain, the most evolved part of the brain is activated, which it is through mindfulness practice, regular practice, that overrides the amygdala. So attention regulates emotion, basically. So the more attention you pay attention. Attention regulates
0: emotion. Oh, I like it.
1: Yeah. So the more you just focus, and, and if you think about, if you're just sitting here, just paying attention to maybe this email you're doing right now, if you're sitting at the desk writing an email, if you're just paying attention to the email, then all your energy, your whole body is designed to just to just help you, you know, do that email. But if, if you, if your mind wanders, if you uh, if if you get distracted by by external factors, another email going bing, someone coming up and saying hi, Peter, you know, can I? ask your question, all those things, external and internal. And and most of the research suggests that most of the distractions are internal. We think they're external, but most of them are internal in our mind. But if you can just learn to focus and pay attention, all your energy is going to that email. If if, if you keep getting distracted, you're you're dissipating all your energy. Do you know what I mean? So wherever wherever your thought goes, energy sort of flows.
0: If you're thinking yep.
1: about lunch or the big presentation you've got to do tomorrow, or, uh, or that, that, that my wife didn't kiss me this morning, whatever it is, you know, just something or something my mother did to me a month ago, that, that's, you're, you're sort of wasting your energy, and that, that doesn't help you when you want to just focus and be present right now. So, you know, it's yeah. all about doing that.
0: So, so people listening in, they can obviously, uh, I guess, make a summary there that if you elevate to a higher level, more advanced part of your mind, you can go beyond where stress and emotional responses are. So, I guess if we get to that prefrontal cortex, we're not susceptible to emotions as much. Is that kind of the idea behind it? That's the idea. Yeah, you're
1: overriding. That, yeah, you're overriding that older part of the brain, the reptilian. And that brain allows and us to. Yeah, nice. No, so that allows us to find balance. So, and 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 Ben, if 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 you if you're a regular meditator or a regular you know, practitioner of, of some sort of mindfulness practice, it's like when you when you get stimulated by any any external, let someone says that oh you know called you something that you don't like, or or you get an email that you don't like, it, it it sort of gives you a little bit more time between the stimulus and the response. It's like you just get a little bit extra time to instead of reacting, and and often unwisely. If you're stressed, you, you, it's, it's, it's like you respond as opposed to react, and it's it's like a wise response with a bit of intelligence and with a bit of you know foresight. And it, it could just be half a second, but you, you, the, the studies of proven that you just have that little bit of extra time to, to respond instead of just automatically react and lash out, or you know, what I mean? or, you know write that nasty email and then send it off and think, oh, then when, once you have send it off, you think, oh, gee, I shouldn't have sent that off. You know? um, yeah, that
0: right. Sense? Yeah, absolutely. I like so for the the people who are listening in right now. And they're like, okay, so I'm having a very bad day. I'm in traffic. Someone cut me off. Yeah. I'm honking my horn. I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. <laughs> Life's got me down. <laughs> but Peter said I can do something. What can I do in that moment? What, what is the? Give me some tips. What are the practical stuff I can do right now that can give me
1: some mindfulness? Benefit? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing I would do is just. uh when that stimulus happens, like someone cuts you off, instead of reacting, just stop, just just take a breath, just take a bigger, longer, deeper, slower breath. That's the that's the simplest one to do. Just just take a big, long, deep, slow belly breath right down into your, into your belly button. Uh, if, if you did maybe two or three of those, um, I've got an acronym, uh, Siberian North Railroad, that I use, which is sort of S Siberian North uh, Railroad. S, B, N, R, R. It's a silly enough acronym to remember, So in North Railroad. But the S is for stop, just stop. B is for breathe. N is for notice, just notice how you're feeling. Oh, okay, I'm a bit angry about that. Uh, R is reflect, just reflect. And then R, the second R is respond. So to so stop, breathe. Breathe, notice. Notice, reflect, reflect and respond. Respond, yeah. Instead yeah, of nice. just react, instead of just react straight away, which is what, if you are stressed, uh, you'll be in your limbic emotional brain or your reptilian brain, which is even more the oldest part of the brain, which is sort of impulse and instinct, which is sort of avoid pain and seek pleasure. If you if you're right down there, you'll just lash out, and that's where a lot of people spend their days in that emotional brain or their reptilian brain, which is a sort of immediate gratification. Type behavior, and that's why when we get stressed, we want a chocolate or a, a drink or a, a drug or some, you know, um, that's basically that's that's reptilian brain or animal behavior, and we all go there. But, um, if if you're practicing meditation or some sort of mindfulness, you'll you, you won't go there as often. You, you'll have it. You'll have some techniques and tools to, to to override that, and it's all about paying attention. So what's what's right in front of you. Just being there where are. Yeah, really yeah like, really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like it.
0: So, so apart from that then, what are some stuff I can do uh, regularly to I guess develop a bigger gap between my stimulus and my response to that? What, what are some practices, practices that the listeners can begin as a bit of a daily ritual or something? What, what do you recommend? What are your top two or three mindfulness things you'd ask people to start doing on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, look, I do a little eight-minute gratitude meditation every morning. It's just eight minutes, and it's just a, a body scan meditation. That's how I start every day. And look, I've got an audio of that, um, which uh, I, I, I send to people who want it. And it's, um, it's, it's just a, a little uh, – it's called a gratitude meditation because uh, to me gratitude is also a key to, to mindfulness. It's, it's thinking about what you've got as opposed to what you haven't got which is you know when we're stressed we we sort of resent stuff and we think about what we don't have but if you start every day just for a couple of minutes even just sitting still and just being grateful for what you've got and the, the research suggests that when you're when you're thinking grateful thoughts your heart opens and your heart expands and it's uh, it's a really nice way to, to 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 start every day i have tears most mornings ben when i do my gratitude meditation and they're tears of inspiration for all I've got, and, and I've, I've got as much baggage, I think, as everyone. You know, I've got, I've got five kids. I lost I my father of a heart attack at age 57. My, my, my sister killed herself, suicide, 57, seven years ago yesterday. So look, you know, we've all got stuff, baggage, um, and um, you know, I've learned just to start every day with a little gratitude for what I have got. And, and by true gratitude is not. Just everything that's nice that's going on in my life. I'm also grateful for all the challenges that, that happen in my day, which help me grow. So it's 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 about being grateful, you know, for for maybe being put under pressure and being interviewed for a podcast, for example. You know, which might stress <laughs> out some people. But you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that, this opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Which, which can be challenging for some people. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I get it. So so for the for the listeners, so you're
0: saying that tomorrow morning they wake up before they get out of bed, close their eyes.
1: Yeah, so and just film. start
0: to mentally list
1: all the well, things that you're grateful for, good yeah, and bad. That, that's a good thing, yeah. But I think just start with some breathing, some deep, slow belly breaths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe then just breathe into your heart and take some big, deep breaths into your heart and then just, just just pay attention to what you've got. What what? Just think of that word, gratitude, and start to think about all you've got. That that as simple as that. Set the alarm for maybe five minutes or three minutes, and just just do that until the alarm goes off. Yeah. Mhm. What else? What other sorts of practices?
0: We've got our gratitudes in the morning with, with some belly breathing. What else yeah. can our listeners do to become
1: even more mindful? Look, I, I really recommend learning a you know a, a repertoire of meditation techniques and and uh, some tai chi, some qigong, some you know just just some yoga. Um, I've got a fifteen-minute set. I've got a twenty-minute set. I've got a half-an-hour set. I've got an hour set. I just, you know, or even just going for a walk in the in the bush um, or in nature. It's been proven that if you're just walking in the park and just doing some deep breathing, uh, you'll activate the prefrontal cortex. You'll override your amygdala. You know, you'll so there's a lot of very simple things that you can do to uh, you know daily. You know.
0: So. Oh, by the way, you did mention something. You mentioned that you've got an eight minute gratitude seat that you can send out to people. How do they grab a hold of that? Is it at your website, Business
1: is Bliss? Uh, is Look, that you Yeah, if anyone emailed me, I'd, I'd send it to them. I'd send it to them for free. Just an eight minute little audio link. Oh, nice. Um, so, what's,
0: what's the best email address they can send it to Just peter at au. Got it. So peter at businessisbliss.com.au. Now, I recommend everyone listening in, go and check that website out because there is a raft of great value information there. Now, I know you've studied all kinds of things. You've got incredible skill level in Qigong, incredible um, skill level around all mindfulness practices and Tai Chi and everything. Now, I know you run a lot of incredible uh, transformational retreats. Uh, all yep. around the world. And and some of them are in these beautiful heritage-listed places. And you do them in Uluru, you do them in Bhutan, you do them in Japan, you do them in India. And I've known you for, a, I don't know, how many years is it now? Jeez, I think mm. we're coming up to close to 10 soon. 10, 10, I think. Yeah, yeah it's about 10 years. And I, I just know the feedback I always hear from people about when they work with you is just phenomenal. So when people go to like a, a, a retreat or something, and like I'm in Bhutan with you and you're showing me all these beautiful places, underneath all that what are you fundamentally trying to teach me like you know what is it that you want me to take out of these amazing
1: trips that you do I want you to to, to at the end of that trip ha- have a full repertoire of mindfulness techniques that you can then practice for the rest of your life so I'll let's say Bhutan or India or Kerala they're two week retreats Uluru is a one week retreat and so at the end of that one week or, or two weeks You'll have a repertoire of mindfulness skills. You'll have a little repertoire of meditation skills. You'll, have a, you'll, you'll learn some Tai Chi. You'll learn some Qigong. You'll learn some breathing skills. Uh, you'll even learn a bit of the um, uh, Martini um, method. So you'll learn all that as we, you know, as we do a lot of inspirational things, which, which tourists would just normally do as well in those um, beautiful countries. But, um, for example, in Bhutan, we're walking in the Himalayas. You know, we're we're water rafting down some, you know, glacial rivers where we're we're not trekking, but, you know, we're we're just doing what a lot of tourists do in those countries, and these are remote areas. India, we're walking on a a heritage-listed trail called the Kamano Kodo Trail. So we're doing that during the day, but then each day or each morning or each night, depending, you know, whenever it's appropriate, we... I'm giving you a, a little workshop as we go, you know, in those countries. So look, so, they're great. They're great trips. Uluru is six nights every year. Um, I've had some amazing. That, that's just a. That, that's our. That's our spiritual heartland, you know, Uluru, the centre of Australia, and we have a ball yeah. out there every sort of August and September, you know, walking around the rock, um, you know, doing camel rides at sunset, uh, you know, and, and but we're. I'm teaching them how to do all this stuff. I guess mindfully about you know just just teaching how to just be there where they are, and uh, and realizing how how we've all got everything inside us. I think then already you know we've all we've all got uh, a lot of worries and a lot of anxieties. But I honestly believe we've all got everything we need within us. Um, every that's seven and a half billion people on the planet. We've all got the same stuff. We're all made of what a mind, a body, and a spirit. I believe and. And I just teach people how to access all of that. So in all the years you've been doing this,
0: what would you say is the most amazing thing you've ever learnt? Like, like what's, the, what's the thing that you discovered where you're just like, what?
1: That is unbelievable. <laughs> what, what was the, the brain yeah, look, explosion two, two for things, you? Two things come to mind. One, that I can control my breath, <laughs> that I'm even responsible for you know, my breathing because you know, we, we all just take that for granted. So you know, the breath is the key, really, and and learning that I can deepen it, I can lengthen it, I can, you know, I can I can do all sorts of things with it if I really just am taught how. So breathing to me is is the key to, well, controlling the breath to me is a prerequisite to controlling the mind and therefore the body. So that's the one thing. Uh, that's that's one thing. The other thing is that, um, well, I, I learned this from a guy called William James. He's a father of modern psychology, but it's not what happens to me that matters, it's how I react to what happens to me that, that matters. So, or, And I've learned that I can choose to react or to respond, which is sort of what i talked about before. If, I've, if I'm in my, you know, uh, higher evolved part of the brain, I'm going to respond wisely as opposed to react with, you know, usually with some sort of instinct or impulse. So it's not what happens to me that matters, it's how I choose to react and my perception of what happens to me that matters. Yeah, So these are the two biggest learnings that, I've, that, I've, that I think I've learned. And they, they
0: pretty much go hand in hand, really. I mean, if, if you're not able to control your breath, I think, you know, good luck trying to choose how to respond.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they do. They go hand in hand. And look, Ben, the, the interesting thing is I, I thought I knew everything when I was probably 15. as a lot of young Aussie blokes do, And then when I was 20... I thought I knew everything, and then I went to uni, and then I thought, oh, look, I know all this anyway. And, look, I, I, I had that attitude most of my life, but, you know, when I had a, a couple of near-death experiences, one at 33, one at 43, I realised I didn't know much at all about, about you know, life and death and and my body and my mind. And so, you know, those revelations didn't happen to me on... I won't say an old man. I'm an elderly gentleman, but, you know, I'm, I'm at retirement age. But I, um, I've i learnt more in the last 20 years than I learned in the first 40, I think, you know, um, through, mm. through this sort of stuff. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, the the funny thing is everyone's trying to get these profound results in their life. We all want to be happier. We all want to be more balanced. We all want to be more present. Yeah. People don't realize it's just such simple stuff, really, isn't it? It's just getting into the yeah. breath. Focusing it on it and having and control be,
1: of that, and being where you are—just be where you are, right now. I think you and I are meant to be talking right now. You know, whatever's happening right now is probably where you're meant to be. So just mm. be there. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> and, being here now, and, and everything's on the way. I look at it now. A lot of us sort of think that everything in the way. You know, and everything that's happened to be happening at this point has been in the way of stopping me being happy. But I think everything's on the way. And it's just a subtle yeah. change in, in, your, in your mindset. And if you, if you, if you looked at everything that had happened to you from birth to now as being on the way, well, okay, it's on, it's on the way to where I'm supposed to be, which is right here, right now, doing yeah.
0: this. Yeah, 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 for sure. So tell me then, for the listeners out there, uh, what would you say are some of your, like what are your top three tips? Uh, I mean, we get the ideas that you've been sharing now, if you want to give us some of your top tips or, or your, your single greatest tip to going out there and having a fulfilling life full of presence and balance, what or, or would you say are some of these tips that you'd offer people,
1: little takeaways? Um, well, look, it's your choice. Everyone's got a choice. Every second, every minute of every day. And you can, this is a John D. Martini quote, but I'll use it anyway, but you can be a victim of your history or a master of your destiny. That's one. Yep, um, got it. And look, I think if you if you just change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Yeah, no. So nice. it's, it's just a subtle shift in your mindset because I used to blame everyone else for my stress, Ben. You know, when I was in the corporate world, I used to blame... The deadlines, you know, the the clients, the constant phone calls, the, the you know, the pressure of the the, the you know, achieving goals and setting objectives and all that sort of stuff. The,
0: the, I blame
1: the kids, the wife, the mortgage, all that sort of stuff, you know. And I and I realise that I'm I'm the common denominator here. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, um, and I realise that this is it's my reaction to all this stuff that that's important. It's not, it's not all this. It's not all this stuff, it's it's how I'm perceiving it all and and how I'm reacting to it all that's causing me the stress. Um, You might have heard of a guy called Dr. Adam Fraser. Um, He's an Australian doctor, but one of his quotes, which is one of my favourite quotes on stress, is that that the biggest factor in managing stress is to learn not to be distracted. The biggest factor Uh in managing stress is to learn not to be distracted by your thoughts. And that's why mindfulness is the science of paying attention, which is learning not to be distracted. I mean, when I meditate every day, I'm I'm practising not being distracted. When I'm doing Qigong every day, I'm practising not being distracted. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 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 No, that makes perfect. I love that quote. So the biggest factor in managing stress is learning not to be distracted.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's a a study in in London recently that, that suggested that every day... In a typical, say, open-plan office, 30% of our day is wasted recovering from being distracted. So we we start mm. something, and then we get distracted, then we start something else, and and then the email goes bing, and then we well we better look at that, and then then the phone rings, and we get that, and then we get a text, and we look at that, and then and we we keep going back to what we're trying to do, and then someone you know walks in and interrupts us, and and we're trying to do one thing, but, you know, we eventually get it done, but we've wasted 30% of our day, the study showed, recovering because every time we go back to it, it takes a little bit of time to get back to it. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah. And and, and stress is my my responsibility. It's it's every person listening to this, your stress is your responsibility. In fact, it's your inability to adapt to a changing perceptual environment, I believe that's your inability to adapt to, to whatever's going on in your life at the moment. To, to, and, and, and it's all based on your perceptions. So um, if you learn not to be distracted and uh, if you just learn to adapt and change your perceptions, then I think you've, you've, you've got it. Yeah, nice. Your stress is your responsibility. Yeah, when I finally took responsibility, I finally grew up. And it was in the, probably in the 40s. You know, when I... I took responsibility for it for it all, and, and didn't blame everyone else for my shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No. And, and and then when my sister killed herself seven years ago, it was like that was like a big wake up call to me then, and it was like whoa, you know. And she lived in London and in Perth, and look, that that was a bit of a shock to me. And and I've, I, I'm, I guess I'm even more inspired now to help people who are going through similar things. You know, with with, with any sort of depression or anxiety or, or you know, not that extreme necessarily, but but look, just anything where, where they where they're stuck, I, I I know I can help them.
0: Yeah, nice. It definitely creates a a strong inner drive. You know, I think people that are affected uh, from suicide, it does yeah. definitely shift the way that we place meaning on things. You know, I I often have the same idea. One of my what got me into my path was my best friend from school killed himself. Yeah. And uh, that's what actually woke me up completely. That was my yeah. wake-up call. And I actually yeah. often reflect that uh, in, in a very strange way, uh, his suicide was one of the greatest gifts um, he ever gave me because yeah. that was the thing that shook me out of my stupor yep. and got me on my path. And now when I run events, actually in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, you know, there are people in this room, this could be their very last shot, right? This is their very last yep. shot at it. And uh, I have the opportunity now to uh, inspire them to awaken something within them that yep. will bring that zest for life back. And yep. yeah, I, I mean, that, a lot of people don't know that, but that's the reason I get out of bed is because of my mate.
1: I'm yep. excited, So I it's
0: totally get profound that. Impact.
1: Yeah, I totally understand that. And I, I, um, my sister's suicide was a tragedy, but I, I could have been a victim of that, or, but I've chosen to learn from that and grow from that and to inspire other people, you know, with what I've learned from that. Yeah. So, look, I'm the same, exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful.
0: Well, Peter, we're about to wrap it up. Is there, are there any final words that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: Oh, look... There's a lot of stuff on my website. I'd love everyone to go to my website. I'm about to launch an eight-week mindfulness program, which will be online. That'll be on my website. So that's, mm-hmm. that's just the whole... Um, so everyone will be able to get, get, get what, I, what I teach online as opposed to coming to one of my workshops. Um, yeah, and that's Finding Balance, right? So the program's called Finding Balance?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's your and, uh, eight-week online mindfulness program. They can see it, businessisbliss.com.au? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It'll be up in about a week. And uh, it, it's... Um, it's a great program it, you know they'll learn through uh, audios videos uh, worksheets a, a whole repertoire of, of, of you know what i teach similar to what i teach if you come on to one of my uh, you know overseas trips or if you came to one of my monthly workshops yeah but uh, it's all online now too
0: mhm beautiful i like it and uh is there a message that you'd like to leave our
1: listeners with an idea a concept um Look, I said it once before in this talk, but just with, just just practice being where you where you are right now. That, that, you know, stop trying to get somewhere else. I mean, you know, I think it's good to have goals and objectives and a, even a vision. But that, that, that then j- just just be where you are. If you're playing with your daughter, just play with your daughter. If you're in a meeting, just be in the meeting. You know, if, you're, if you're having a cup of coffee with a friend, just just have a cup of coffee with your friend. You know, leave the phone alone. Uh, you know just just your full power is realized when you're fully present and aware right now in this moment and just 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 be grateful for for where you are right now and get the most out of whoever you're with right now nice be where you
0: are beautiful well Peter thank you so much for your time I'm sure the listeners have got an incredible amount of value. I've been taking, no, I don't know if you heard me type in the background. I've actually been taking some notes as you were chatting, mate. I've got about a full page so far, which is great. So thank you for all that value that you've packed into this uh, very short time we've had together. Uh, And again, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure being able to uh, chat to you, find out more, interview you and just uh, hear some of your incredible wisdom. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me, Ben. Thank you for giving me attention, some attention. (laughs) It's my pleasure. My pleasure.
0: (laughs) Uh, So for those of you out there who'd like to find out more about Peter and any of our other authors, please just go to elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. And of course, always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. So until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.